Hello, and welcome to GeekSweat. We are the film news, reviews, and interview podcast for film, filmmakers, and film enthusiasts. Our episodes include Cult Film, Cult TV, Dom's Docs, Hot Topic, Interviews, the MKH Cut, Review Sweat, Trailer Talk, and much, much more. We hope you enjoy our next episode. Hi everyone, thank you for joining us today for another super episode of Cult Film. I'm your host Jay and welcome. Um, so whether you play now or if you've played video games in the past, uh, some of you will remember endless weekends at the arcades or hours after school on the console. We're here in this episode to take a look at film adaptations of some of our dearest and most nostalgic um, games. Um, and today we're going to have a look at the Prince of Persia series. And with me today, I've got MKH. Hi, thanks for having me. It feels like I never leave this episode, but I'm here <laughs> for it. But you're a fellow gamer, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. That, that's tongue-in-cheek. No, I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, and also, we have back um, with me um, our fearless leader, TJ. Howdy. Thanks for having me on again. Cheers. Hey, hey. So, how have you guys been? I've just um, come back from Italy, so... Oh, it, really? It, it, yeah, so it goes hand in hand that um, I don't you have travel? to self-quarantine. <laughs> yeah, I was in Italy for two weeks. So um, it, w- it was pretty, yeah, so it's pretty cool that I come back and instead of self-isolating, I go straight into lockdown 2.0. So maybe it was meant to be. What about you, Trev? Um, yeah, still getting used to the working from home. I've got bored of the Boris briefings, so I'm not really paying attention to that. I'm just looking at people reacting. They've just released another announcement, haven't they? Yeah, do do you know what? My life is like looking out the window and seeing people's faces and working out how scared they are. That tells me what tier that I'm in. (laughs) I wish I had a job where I could just work at home, but I can't because I'm I'm a lab rat. So it means I have to be in the laboratory. Oh, actually, (laughs) do you know what? I do go into the office. I've got staggered. I've got staggered days when I can go into the office because I'm supposed to be minimising the possibility of picking up the infection and bringing it into the building. So the staff got this kind of rotation of who comes in on what day. It's a bit weird. Ah, okay. All right, so getting on to it. So Prince of Persia uh, was first released um, as a game in 1989. Um, it was a, It's 2D and it was only available on Apple II. I have no idea what Apple II is, but it's probably one of those dinosaur PCs. Mm. Um, <laughs> dinosaur computers um it was published by konomi ubisoft and riverhill soft um and it was one of those ones very simple you defeat the the big boss which is the grand vizier to rescue the princess and that was pretty much it do you remember playing any of the prince of persia games yeah i had a commodore amiga 500 and i had it on this kind of floppy disk so i played the 1989 version of uh prince of persia and I broke quite a few joysticks to it because I didn't understand how you could get the character to jump, jump and hold <laughs> on to walls. That was the thing. I was always getting killed by the spikes. So the annoying thing was um, I was always breaking the uh, thing because you can only go left and right. The version I played in 1989 uh, was a left and right um, control and you only got to see one screen at a time and the sword was pixelated. So you were kind of throwing a lasso at your enemy <laughs> rather than stabbing him. But yeah, it was lots of fun because there was a puzzle element to it because you had to yeah. step on certain tiles to open doors and move in certain directions to 
open secret pathways and sometimes I think punch a, um, a, a brick above you to climb into another corridor. So, yeah, lots of fun, but I never really clocked the game. I just got pissed off playing uh, it. Uh, but I, 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 I came was, later on. I came yeah? later on. I My first um, experience with Prince of Persia was um, PlayStation 2. Okay. Sands of Time. Mm. What about you, MKH? Yeah, so I was going to say as well, I was quite late to the party. Sands of Time was my first experience of Prince of Persia, which oh, is actually uh, the game that this film was actually based on, yeah. the 2010 yeah, yeah, yeah. film Sands of Time. And yeah. can I just say, um, the reason I really enjoyed Prince of Persia was because it fell into the similar vein of um, the Aladdin Disney film. So oh, yeah, I, yeah. I kind of felt like they were quite similar characters, diamonds mm. from the rough, um, yep. going to succeed and things like that. Plus, um, Aladdin's set in Iraq, whereas uh, Prince of Persia's set in Iran. So you mm. had that connection as well. Um, yeah, and Aladdin has always been my favourite ever uh, Disney animation. <laughs> yeah, and um, that, that goes... Even if you exclude the Robin Williams genie performance, I just like the story of Aladdin yeah. in itself. But um, yeah, Prince uh, Sands of Time, really cool um, introduction. Like again, uh, it kind of infused the puzzle solving of Tomb, from my point of view, Tomb Raider, mm. yeah, with acrobats and also just the time element as well. Being able to rewind was kind of mm. groundbreaking. Yeah. At, uh, at that moment in, in our history so that was always because everyone everyone wants to have a redo <laughs> whether yeah. it's in a game or in real life so um that i felt that element was really important to the sands of time yeah. computer game for, its and for, for me it was one of the first ones with that kind of parkour element as well and yeah. in a way it's almost like a precursor to the ssss the assassin's creed um series as well yeah. um like so with prince of persia you've got the wall running You've got the climbing, mm. um, and uh, you know a bit of that, and then Assassin's Creed. You've got all of that plus more, yeah. and certainly what I noticed was because because I ended up getting the trilogy um, mm. for the games, so I had Sands of Time, Warrior Within, and the Two Thrones, mm. um, and each time, each one they they added more to the whole. Um, play experience by including more parts of parkour mm. yeah i, I, I always really found, enjoyed that i always found um the the wall running part of the new version of prince of persia sands of time quite interesting because when i used to play tomb raider as channel mage the wall running element would be meant there was a glitch in the game because it, really? your character, yeah, because if, if you had um, Lara Croft and you jumped or your character's running along the wall, it basically meant that something hasn't rendered or synced properly. So you ended up with half of your character in half of the wall before you landed <laughs> on a platform. Whereas like to purposely use that in the kind of the game engine to have the character say, okay, you're going to go up this piece of terrain, which is defying gravity. I think, yeah, that was really groundbreaking. I think that was one of the big selling points of the trailer as well. Yeah, and I, I think it was more cinematic as well. It's one of the first yeah. games I played that was quite cinematic. Yeah. Can I like uh, make a confession? I knew I was going to be a part of this uh, cult film episode. I had actually <laughs> been 
playing the game of Assassin's Creed and watching the Assassin's Creed film with Michael Fassbender because okay. I had mixed them up and then I realised that like oh. it was only last week. Oh yeah, we're supposed to be doing Prince of Persia as a time. <laughs> and that just shows you how much of an influence uh, Prince of Persia was for Assassin's Creed. Actually, I've just yeah. read here uh, the yeah. Assassin's Creed series originated out of an idea for a, for a sequel to the actual Sands of Time wow. Prince of Persia game. Yeah. Um, copyright so, infringement. Well, I don't think it's a copyright infringement because I think it's critical and... Fi- Ubisoft yeah, developing it. Ubisoft, both of them. Yeah, Ubisoft, okay. yeah, publisher for both of them. So yeah, Ubisoft, uh, I guess they thought, oh yeah, we'll do another Sands of Time, but then it just developed into Assassin's Creed. Yeah. But yeah, that, I, that's what I was researching prior to actually like finally getting onto the right page and looking at um, Prince of Persia. Yeah, I mean, I heard Prince of Persia's inspired quite a lot of different things um, to like the music, people producing music in Japan. To, I think there's a Russian book. Um, I think it was called uh, The Werewolves. Uh, I'll, try and, I'll try and remember the name of it, but there's a Russian book of short stories where one of the short stories was based on a Prince of Persia type character. So it was kind of like... Wouldn't uh, it be I Aladdin, think, would it? Uh, no, no, no. But um, I've, what I understand is that there's been, um, I think, 14 games, uh, 14 different versions of Prince of Persia, the game. There's been loads, loads, absolutely loads. And and they're actually doing a reboot of Sands of Time okay. next year. That's due for release 2021. Yeah. I did watch the gameplay of it as well. And um, it, if you the game played all the way through, front to back, it's like four and a half hours. But... Um, I saw some elements of it and it was very interesting seeing this cinematic quality, like the way they panned in, moved the, moved the camera around and thinking this was like a game back in that 2009, I think. And the idea of the concept is you're playing the computer game, but the character is retelling the story as if everything you're doing in a game has already happened, which is quite clever. Well, which is why we we kind of say like it's a cinematic video game, yeah. So the film was released in two thousand and ten with Jake Gyllenhaal, Gemma Arterton, and Ben Kingsley. Um, it's a Jerry Bruckheimer film with Disney. So yeah, so oh, interestingly, I got into the zone of comparing Sands of Time the game and Sands of Time the film, and. They don't follow each other, but they've kind of like mixed things up and changed names and things. Like in the game, the prince has no name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. No name whatsoever. And and the the, the female um, is the Mar- Maharaja's daughter called Farah. In the film, you've got Princess Tamina of Alamut, which is played by um, Gemma Arterton. Um, and also the storyline's very different as well, but the premise of turning back time is very similar. Um, so yeah, so it was interesting to see how they kind of changed the order of things in the film in comparison to the game. I think they definitely changed the names, but some of the action sequences and set pieces they kept similar. So yeah, there's there was a bit where we had to do do see uh, Jake Gyllenhaal literally run across a wall in a gravity defying moment. I think it's on his one of his first or second like uh, foot chases through the market. And um, I think there's an element of the game where the prince has to choose between saving the girl or saving the dagger. And she ends up dropping in the game 
and he has to now he has to get the dagger to save her. Or turn back the time to a place in time where none of it happened, which is the the premise of the game and and the and the film is to turn time right back to before everything. And there's an there's a kind of um, a, set, a scene for scene indication for that in this film. So I felt they were I actually thought they were honouring the game quite a lot actually. I, I didn't feel it's just that I think they were trying to put it in an unpredictable way, the way they was trying to lay it out. Yeah, so apart from the name changing and some of the character changes, because like, because in the game, it's the vizier who's, who's the bad guy. Um, but in the film, it's some, it, they don't even have a vizier. What is a vizier anyway? It's like their kind of advisor, isn't it? Like right-hand okay. man. Oh, the consult to the king. Okay. Yeah. Like the hand of the king in Game yeah. of Thrones. I suppose, oh, I suppose you could say, yeah, I, I don't want to... Give spoilers for the film if, if people haven't seen it. <laughs> okay, it's a spoiler-free zone. Well, I mean, like we can only try, right? Uh, this Prince of Persia film, Sands of Time, I put in a category I like to call Sand Face. So instead of blackface, we have <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> American yeah. white people doing playing actors uh, from the Middle East that are usually desert dwelling people so i like to call it sand face it falls into the same uh category as gods of egypt gods of egypt definitely falls into sand face as well do you know what i, w- I was going to call it white casting instead of pod- <laughs> <laughs> instead of podcasting but whenever a big budget movie has to happen and they have to cut corners it feels like they have to bring in british actors to kind of bring the cost down and I've noticed, like, I mean, Game of Thrones, I don't think is possible if you get American actors or well-known American actors. And there's other feature films like this before, maybe like Gods of Egypt would be an example. But I got the feeling that the two offences that were caused were, the yeah, this is supposed to be set in an area of Iran, Syria, Libya, in terms of Persia. And it's predominantly white cast. But you could say, OK, they went all the way and did an all-white cast while while like one black guy gets a speaking part. But then they do this other weird thing of there's an American guy in that cast. And they're trying to put on an English accent as well. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, so now you haven't got just white casting, but now you've got this kind of East London cockney-fied... Um, I know, yeah. Situation where that was one like, of my critics, yeah. Yeah, so I thought that was quite funny, but I, I like Jake Gyllenhaal's English or... Uh, London accent. Oh, as he it did. was messy. His accent was messy, though. I mean, I I enjoyed his. I I enjoyed the look they gave him. It was it was very much Prince of Persia from the game. Yeah, it's close to the game character. Yeah, but it was just his persona, his the accent that was yeah. just a little short for me. Prince of Persia, the 1989 version, that one had blonde hair, so it's actually become more ethnic as it goes along in the series. But again, yeah, it's, you can tell it's like a predominantly white male guy. Was there a reason why all of the supporting cast are English, the, the director's English, but they decided to cast as American? Because I know I've read here uh, Orlando Bloom and um, Zac Efron were rumoured for the part, but why did they not focus on getting an English? Like they could have got, who am, I, who am I thinking of right now? Who's physically got the shape to do this? At that age, Daniel Craig, at uh, two thousand and ten. I mean, what? yeah, Daniel Craig could have played him. He's 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 far too white. 
he, he he's more who cares if put him rubbing rub some sand on his face and give him long hair you'll be fine <laughs> And he's blonde. Oh, he needs blonde. I think Henry Cavill is probably a shout, but I think the issue might be... Okay, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy instead. Yeah, possibly Tom Hardy. But I personally think that Jake Gyllenhaal was being primed for a lead action film. Yeah, he's never done an action adventure before um, Prince of Persia. Yeah, so I get the feeling he was shoehorned into that role, maybe to build him up for something else that came down the line. You know, maybe this was Marvel's way of auditioning him to play a superhero. I don't know. Well, it's funny you say that because he's he's expressed regret for the film uh, as uh, recent as 2019 with Yahoo Entertainment. Uh, I think I learned a lot from the movie in that I spent a lot of time trying to be very thoughtful about the role, but I pick and why I'm picking them. Uh, And you're bound to slip up and be like, that wasn't right for me, or that didn't fit perfectly. And so I I guess he's had some time to reflect, obviously Mm. nine years in hindsight. (laughs) Um, I wish, I bet he wish he really had the powers of the guy in in the film. time so you never had to do that but um yeah it's it's odd some of the choices they make because another issue about the film is that not only was it like white casting as you said but none of them actually had any well they say persian but we all know we're talking about iranian descent whatsoever did, did you want some more makeup on them is that what that no, but, but none of them even had a Iranian grandparent or something. Like none of them came yeah. from Iranian stock. To, and I to think be that... honest, like strangely though, I think Kingsley, Ben Kingsley, was yeah. probably the closest. The most authentic, yeah. Yeah. That's racist. He's Indian. Yeah, I know, but he's still <laughs> but, yeah, it's the same. Like, <laughs> I don't know, brown, desert, who cares? You'll love together. <laughs> well, actually, ben, ben Kingsley was born in Yorkshire, but yeah, to um, Indian parents. But it's like... He's Indian-British. I would say complexion-wise, he's closer. But I felt he did a really great performance. And I think what was interesting... I think about, he did too. I think he did really well. I think what was interesting about him being the villain is, with the exception of maybe Jake Gyllenhaal, I think every other actor had played this as their biggest budget project that they've ever been in. And I think Ben Kingsley had a certain gravitas around him that it felt like this story was centered around him and his evil doings rather than Jake Gyllenhaal himself. I think he was probably too big of a match maybe. And he'd only done, um, and it's quite of a soft touch because he'd done sexy beast before this and some like really serious violent films. So for him to come into a Disney project, I thought it was like a, a really good catch because he, he was in Sopranos as well. Well, um, when you look at the numbers, this was a uh, highest grossing video game film until it was surpassed by um, Warcraft in 2016. So it was, it was a success by any measurement. And um, I don't know. I, I always have an issue with a film that is set in a part of the world where you don't get any actors from that part of the world and you're trying to tell the story. Even though it is fantasy, you're still trying to tell a story on behalf of those individuals. And we don't actually know what the Iranian uh, response to the film was. Even, Even the critical response was 37% on Rotten Tomatoes. So critics didn't really enjoy it, but obviously the fans did. And I think 
it kind of helped that there were so many uh, Prince of Persia games leading up to that point um, in quick succession, um, which I guess, I guess kind of helped uh, sell it at the cinema as well. But they also released a game. They released a new game at the same time the film was released as well. Yeah. Apparently there was a there was a debate um, ten years ago uh, about why Jake Gyllenhaal was being selected, and um, there was a blogger called Jahan Zebdar who wrote for the Muslim Reverie and told the uh, Associated Press that Gyllenhaal casting is not only insulting to Persians, it's also insulting to white people. It's saying white people can't enjoy movies unless the protagonist is white. That's a good point. Um, so, like, just looking at the game, so they released the game, obviously, Sands of Times came out in 2013, released another one, War- uh, Warrior Within, 2014, The Two Thrones, 2000 and f- no, 2004, 2005, The Two Thrones, and also Battle of the Prince of Persia, 2006, The Prince of Persia Trilogy, 2007, Prince of Persia Classic, 2008, Prince of Persia 2008, as well as the Falling King, and in in 2010 they had the Forgotten Sands. So they they, they have been they were hitting the um, the gaming public quite hard in terms of making sure the Prince of Persia stayed within the conscious consciousness. Um, so that kind of helped, I guess, when it did finally go into cinemas. Just like with you, you saw the same effect with uh, films like Tomb Raider and things like that. But um, just to pick up on what you said about what the critics said, it's true. Um, <laughs> yeah, wh- wh- why are we uh, dumbing down uh, stuff for white audiences saying that you can only see a film if um, the main protagonist is uh, white and good looking and male? I guess that helps as well. Um, we should stop spe- sp- spoon feeding uh cinema goers and like let them know jesus there's a whole world out there <laughs> with lots of people that don't just look like you yeah mm. i'll be honest i didn't watch this film at the cinema i actually waited until it came out on tv so i think it's like five years before i watched it but i got caught up i think my gaming brain took over and it stopped asking questions of who was in it and i was actually interested in seeing like uh toby kebble in it because he'd been in a few i think he was in a rock and roller before this and richard coyle had been in a tv series called coupling so i thought it was great that he got into a feature film but i was kind of appreciative of the quality of the cast even though the context wasn't quite right for them you know yeah i agree just the casting wasn't quite right for me but i did enjoy it overall if if you take away the the casting choice i did enjoy it overall i didn't really like Jim Arderton as the princess yeah um far i mean i i guess the princess is supposed to be a bit refined but she was very english posh rather than kind of like the you know arabian posh <laughs> it, it, it was different it was different but yeah in terms of story, do you think they gave the princess more to do in the films than they did in the games? I think they gave less. Really? I think they gave less. Because in Sands of Time, the video game, Farrah, um, um, she, she kind of helped you out as a second person with a crossbow. Oh, well, sorry, bow and arrow, sorry. 
Um, so she was a bit more um, active as well, whereas this one's a bit more screamy, a bit more yelly, a bit more runaway. I don't know. I, I actually felt there was an element of a buddy-buddy movie to it because, um, like, the starting from the escape, because um, in, in the there's a scene in it where the characters have to escape a, a kind of um, a courtroom, as it were, with all of the loyal subjects in the area, and, and they kind of break out together. So I felt there was a buddy-buddy thing uh, that went along with it. But did you think the story worked worked for them as a pairing, Gyllenhaal and Arterton? I, I, I think whatever kind of um, on-screen chemistry they were supposed to have wasn't quite there for me. But I, mm. I really loved the costumes and I really loved the, the CGI special effects and all of that. I loved, you know, I mean, even the dagger looked like the dagger from the video game oh, as wow. well. Um, and also the effect when he turned back time, just the whole... That was um, amazing, yeah. The arm turning into lava and all of that. That's I'm pretty sure that's part of the video game as well. It's certainly, I think it's on two thrones that you, you see that happen. Or is yeah. it Warrior Within? But you, you get that effect in the video game as well. So it's quite nice to see them bring that effect to the screen in the film. In the film so. Well, it's de- I, I, I definitely felt like they stayed true to the, the source material. And this is a great send up for lovers of the video game, definitely. And I think they, they it was a nice love letter in, in that sense. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, the casting for me is just a bit meek like eh, mm. like what's I, this? I, I would have liked to have seen more puzzle solving and a bit more of the kind of like um you know the traps because you know how the you know the castle defenses would come into play you know in the game you didn't really have that in the film you know i i, I wanted to see the saws i wanted to see this swinging pendulum mm. <laughs> yeah yeah they had a couple of things like that right where there's some good opportunities i, I thought it was clever how he climbs the wall of the castle when they try to break the uh, first castle, break into the first castle where the princess is, where they're shooting arrows at the walls and he's got to grab them one at a time. Mm. But yeah, there were some spaces that he got into where he was getting to the castles, facing the Hassan sins, where they, they, it just lacked a lot of puzzle solving elements to it. And it's this kind of ironic, the dagger ended up being like a game save. Where it's like, oh, the characters get killed. <laughs> I'm going to load the game up from this point and try and do it again. That's what it felt like to me in terms of gaming. But um, was there an actual character called Sheikh Amar? Because Alfred Molina. I he don't recall. This... I don't recall. Because he had this weird moment where he was just basically comic relief and just saying all of these little sides. I think that was his sole, sole um, purpose, to be honest. I, I don't remember a Sheikh Amar in mm. the video games at all. Okay. And then there's one suspension of disbelief moment that I didn't like, which pulled me out of the film, which is um, I think there's a moment where they, the princess has the dagger and she's left the city. And she's gone off somewhere into the desert. Mm. And like um, Dastan, who's the character the prince played by, uh, orphan prince played by Jake Gyllenhaal, he's got to, he, he ends up getting chased by his army. And um, he manages to escape the city by simply, even though the army's been flying around on rooftops, underground, in and out of houses, 
he just seems to put his hood on and it's like, okay, I'm, I'm good now. And then he just walks out of the city, gets on a horse. And then it's like, he stops by a tree and he, he there's, he, you presume that he's seen some kind of footsteps and some cut in the sand in the, for a tree in the middle of the desert. It's like, ah, I need to go this way. And then within like five minutes, he's caught up to the princess. So I think that was a bit much for me. So um, unrealistic. <laughs> that, that's some that's Assassin's Creed type. Uh, what's it called? Camouflage. There. Let me just put on a hood, and he'll never <laughs> he'll never find me. It's really funny. Can I just say, actually, before we wrap up, uh, I felt like the success of this film kind of inspired Disney to produce the film John Carter, which. Oh. Um, was based on a book, but I felt like it, it, it kind of looked like, um, just, just aesthetically looked kind of in the same type of vein. You had this type of guy who had a, a sand complexion who went to Mars and, and got all these superpowers and fought this bad guy. And the, the issue with um, John Carter is that it just completely tanked. And I mm. think... Uh, Disney got its fingers burnt in that sense, and I think that made them a bit more cautious about just. But here's uh, the thing, like, like people trashed John Carter, but I actually enjoyed that film. It was not a good knowing, film. Not knowing anything about the book, I enjoyed yeah. that film for for what it was. It, it was definitely a good film, but it just didn't. It, I think they just spent too much on it. They just spent too mm. much money. I, I thought the I thought the problem with John Carter from Mars was they they tried to tell all of the stories in one film instead of one of the stories. I thought that was the problem. No, because they were about to do... They, they had a whole sequence of sequels, oh, okay. like, ready. for, And they were going to build a whole universe around this John Carter character. But, like, yeah, that film just kind of bombed and they yeah. kind of put the kibosh but on it. I am surprised they haven't done another Prince of Persia, considering the fan base enjoyed it. I, I, I get that Rotten Tomatoes gave it, what, 30-something percent, but 37, considering yeah. the, the fan base is there and they enjoyed it, I'm surprised they haven't made another film yet. Although, you know, with the reboot um, for the game, um, who knows, maybe another one is in the works. Um, well, mm. who would you cast as the prince and princess if there was to be a future... Or Prince of Persia? Oh, that's a hard one. Because the thing is, we, we hardly get, we don't get very many, you know, um, actors from that side of the world on mainstream. Omid Jalili, the comedian, the stand-up yeah. comedian. Actually, <laughs> he, he's been in his yeah. Persian thing. He's in The Mummy, wasn't he? He's had his yeah. moment. yeah. Yeah, they put him, put him as the main protagonist. Just slap a wig on him. Mm. <laughs> well, say this I'm, is what... I'm sure if they advertise in the right places, they'll find the right people. But if you're only yeah. looking for Hollywood stars, you're only going to be looking in Hollywood, aren't well, you? They, yeah. if, they can, if they can think outside of the box for Mulan and actually cast people from that region, then they can definitely do it for uh, a Prince well, of Persia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. you know that's them kind of looking in the right places. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not... I'm not sure if I've got this right, but I think um, is Rami Malek Iranian. I'm not sure if I've got that wrong. He's I, I think he's Egyptian. Oh right, but would he be a good would he be a good cast for it if he buffed up? Perhaps he's a bit short, isn't he? Don't be heightist, Jamie. And he needs to be Iranian. God damn it! 
He just yeah, needs okay. to be Iranian. Just an Iranian great-great-grandfather. And then okay. we can talk. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll park that idea. Okay. Yeah. Yo or a no for, for the film adaptation? I want to see a second film come out and I like what I like watching Prince of Persia as my new Christmas film. Sounds yeah. yeah. Malachi, what about you? You want to see a second one? Yeah, it hit all the right beats and I'm quite a fan of Prince of Persia. Yes. Oh, cool. Absolutely. I feel the same way. I feel the same way. Well, that's all from us. That's Prince of Persia for you. This is Geek Squared. Geek Squared. Geek Squared. <laughs> this is Geek Squared. Yeah. <laughs> We're a mass problem now. Yeah. <laughs> Cult film, Prince of Persia. Over and out. See you guys later. Bye. Ciao. Bye. <laughs>